to Conversations and Coffee. Today I'm joined with Lorna Lawless. Lorna, thank you so much for coming on. Thank really you for having appreciate me, it. Thank you. Um, I guess I don't really know, I was at, we were at the same talk in Cork, the Everyman Theatre. Yes. You've done a great job. Thank um, you. So I learned a little bit about you there, but I just thought this is a great opportunity for other people then that weren't at the talk in Cork or yeah. haven't been at any of the Fit Guru events or Fit Talk events. Sure. To just learn a little bit more about you and kind of your journey and how you got to where you are, I suppose. Perfect. So I'll, I'll let you kind of just tell us I'll about just roll your, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah how, how you got to really where you are now. Yeah, cool. So um, thanks for having me, first of all. No pleasure, and, thank you. Um, great to hear that you enjoyed the talk. There were so many great speakers, so it's Brilliant. always nice to, um, to get to relive it, I suppose, mm -hmm. a little bit. So um, my background is in coaching and positive psychology. I studied, I did a master's degree down in UCC, down in Cork. So mm -hmm. that's why when I was at the Going Everyman, I was like, because oh, I just had the happiest year yeah. of my life down there. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so yeah, I always love going back down. And um, for me, it was actually a little bit poignant because you're kind of, you know, like when you leave college and you're like, you can't see yourself standing on a stage in front of 200 people talking. No, that's the last thing you're thinking of, is it? Yeah, about your work a few years down the line. Mm -hmm. So um, that was really nice. So um, I did my master's in, yeah, in as I said, coaching and positive psychology. Mm -hmm. And as part of the master's, you have to do a dissertation, like your research. So I decided to study MMA athletes' experience of flow states. So for any of your viewers or listeners that wouldn't be familiar with a flow state, in psychology it's that's what we call those states when you're performing at your absolute best and everything is just effortless so and um, most athletes and um, most people will have experienced flow states at some point but sports are um, athletes are a great um, sample if you want to study their experiences because they would experience it regularly when you're training so exercise induces flow states a lot and it's often called the runner's high or in the yeah, zone yeah, yeah. and so when we're in a flow state we're performing at our best and mm -hmm. we feel at our best and it's intrinsically motivating it and it's it's just it really is the root of the science of happiness let's say so of course i'm studying positive psychology and how to help people feel and perform at their best so i was particularly drawn to that subject I was drawn to study MMA athletes in particular because there was very little done on them in terms of other scientific literature or um, sports psychology research um, and also just as I said before it was my um, any I knew a few MMA athletes a good friend of mine her sons um, practiced for years and even before it became big with Connor and all that they'd be showing me videos and I was just madness I could because I looked at them like my little brothers in a way mm -hmm. and I was like I can't believe they're doing that because they're these real gentle quiet kids and so there was that and then obviously uh, MMA started becoming I like, had a much higher profile in Ireland Absolutely. with the rise of Connor and John and SVG and all the work that they were doing and um, we were just seeing more and more of it so 
again I was just interested in how they were able to kind of make that switch from being these real quiet kind of humble guys who are just very dedicated and they train really hard and there's no there's this kind of public perception that there's a lot of violence or aggression um, involved. Like, okay, yes, there is, like in some, but that's not the nature of the athlete. Mm -hmm. It's the nature of the sport. It's not the nature of the mm -hmm. uh, person that's practicing it. There is for 25 minutes. Yes, you know. yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then, but then you forget about the rest of their life, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I was really interested in how they were kind of making that switch and able to engage in those skills. So that's why I started to study um, MMA athletes, I mm -hmm. suppose, because I didn't come from a combat sport background or anything. It was a real eye-opener and a brand new experience for you, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I was also fortunate enough that John Kavanagh is a family friend. Uh, my dad and John's dad went to school together. That's amazing. Yeah, so he you know, was kind of like, hmm, who could help me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> get some, some athletes to, to yeah. interview for my, my research. I was doing qualitative data um, gathering, so that involved interviewing people and mm -hmm. kind of analyzing um, the interview scripts and stuff. So um, that was obviously, John was a huge help to me. Um, so I left then, I did the research, uh, so I did the masters and it all went well. I ended up going straight into a PhD in another area of coaching. Um, in emotional intelligence so that is another thing that I, I'm kind of focused on within my coaching practice and um, I didn't finish the PhD I was too too broke left it after a year and um, I decided right I need to get back into my coaching practice and start doing this more so again was in contact with John and I said to him look uh, you know I want to do I need to get back into the coaching practice mm -hmm. right if you haven't done it for a year or so there's certain skills and that you want to make sure that you know you're you're fairly sharp with. So, yeah. um, he was. I was just said, look, do you think anyone in the gym would be interested? And John was like, what? <laughs> He's like, how can they get in contact with you? And I was like, nice one. So then he was like, actually, Lorna. He's like, have you ever heard of Wimp to Warrior? So that was how I got introduced to the Wimp to Warrior program. Massive project. Yeah, yeah. And he brought me in. It was three weeks out from fight night. Um, and he yeah so there was a lot of tension and a lot of anxiety within the group and I just kind of said yeah made myself available to do coaching sessions with whoever was interested and it ended up being a much bigger um, uptake than I was expecting but it was really great and I got um, it was a, it was a nice time to come in because people were nearly at the end of the journey so um they were able to relive this story of where they had come from mm -hmm. and how far they had gotten and how they felt that they were different people now and that really really struck me and I was like wow it's like these people are like they're amazing mm -hmm. and there's something unique to this program and to this group of people that um like they don't they didn't just want to get fit and they didn't just want to start practicing MMA because if that were the case, people would just sign up to the gym or if they just wanted to get fit, they'd do a couch to 5K or whatever. Yeah, so, it wasn't for physical appearance. Yeah, like there, was, there was a mental toughness that they were seeking in their life mm -hmm. or there was a mental confidence or self-confidence mm -hmm. that they were seeking to, to work on. So I finished up, uh, as I said, only had a short enough time with that first group of, uh, of Wimped Warriors. They finished up a few weeks after. 
but I was kind of blown away by this and also sorry the other thing obviously that's really striking by the program is the, the physical changes that take place yeah people don't y- think of that also yeah yeah, yeah like it's a huge thing that comes um, with it yeah although you're trying to work really mentally and you're trying to fix yourself in that sense but yeah also comes along this massive change in your body you could have been in a physical state you weren't happy in yeah and most people aren't you know mm. signing up to it so I was kind of thinking do you know they're making mental gains as much as they're making physical gains exactly, like yeah. in strengths or like losing inches or stones whatever so I was like wouldn't it be really cool if we could track it mm. you know track from the beginning to the end so I came across this um, a psychometric assessment called the mental toughness uh, questionnaire so MTQ 48 and it measured as I was reading through it you know it's like uh, your confidence, your commitment, your ability to take on challenges, um, your perception of control over your life. And of course, as a, a researcher, as a psychologist, you're like, oh, this is perfect, <laughs> you know, to measure the variables that I want yeah. to measure. So I went off and I trained up uh, with AQR and um, I started using the this assessment with the WIMP tours. Then when they, uh, when the next batch started, I think it would have been maybe the following January. Um, so it, I've just kind of been going from there and after that then, so it was probably around this time last year, maybe a bit later, August, uh, I got a phone call from Andrew Brennan in uh, SBG and he tells me about this project that they're going to be doing with Emma. And, this uh, is Emma Stafford, so Emma Stafford, how yes. I knew about it was through RTE's program at Baz Ashmaui. Okay, yeah. But, and that might be other, that might be a way other people have tuned in. but. For that story and people that still don't know about it, Emma was. So Emma is. So yeah, Emma. Emma was. When I say Emma was, Emma I mean, was. That's you, what you, I was going to say. What Emma is is we completely talk about different kind now. Of, yeah, yeah. She, she was this person, and now is. is yeah. Better, so it, it, like this was the objective that I got basically. Um, Lorna, we're bringing this woman in. She has no experience in, um, in MMA. Yoga teacher, has had a you know some difficult um background throughout her life and it's like domestic violence in there wasn't there yeah yeah physical and sexual assault mm. um so that basically they wanted to make sure that she was emma was going to be in, as looked after as possible so andrew asked me to come on board oh yeah and on top of that she had 12 weeks to fight on national television in an amateur boat like in an amateur <laughs> boat never so uh, i was just kind of like sitting there listening to annie on the phone i was like is he for real and then i kind of realized no he is he's serious so, yeah <laughs> So um, anyway, I got a message off John um, saying, you know, be at the gym, four o'clock, Friday, whatever. And I'm kind of cryptic. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? So I uh, went down, met Emma, Baz was there. They were doing kind of the initial filming and all that. And um, I met Emma and from the get-go, I just, I loved her. You know, I mm-hmm. was just like, this is amazing person. So um, for your viewers or listeners or anyone who didn't see the show, Emma was 53 at the time, a yoga teacher, a single mom. Um, so like she did have physical fitness and, and strength, but yeah, yeah. obviously nowhere near where you need to be for mm-hmm. to for an MMA bout. And most other amateur athletes, uh, MMA athletes, will be a year to two years training before mm-hmm. they do what Emma had done. So we kind of had to get to work uh, very quickly. Um, so. Again, I used the mental toughness assessment because I find it a really good framework for clients as a starting point. Mm -hmm. So basically they get their initial assessment and it'll 
what that shows you is how often you're engaging in these mental toughness skills. So mm -hmm. how often are you being confident? How often are you taking on challenges or, you know, comfortable with pushing? Oh, your comfort zone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's your perception of how much you can control your life or what's mm -hmm. going on? And um, so it, it's a really, it's a really, really great framework to use with clients. And it's just the start of a conversation, essentially. But it's a solid one. It's a good base, yeah. It's a really good base, and you don't have. We didn't have weeks anyway no. to spend Your getting time to know each other. Way more limited. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and going back and forth. So that in in that sense, it's really really um, beneficial tool for me in my coaching practice. So we used um, assess them as mental toughness. We met uh, on a weekly basis. or had phone calls, and yeah. So there was there was a lot that of. Um, a lot that had to be cleared off the decks essentially mm -hmm. for Emma kind of going forward in terms of a lot of time it holds us back as voices or this story, this narrative that we engage in from past events in our mm -hmm. life that may or may not have been traumatic, but in one way or another, our brain has registered them as um, having a significant impact, enough of a significant impact to change our behaviors going forward mm -hmm. in terms of our psychological skills. So Emma, obviously, what she had gone through um, had a, did have a big impact. Now, she also, because of what she had gone through, and I, I don't know if I mentioned before, Emma had overcome breast cancer as well. So because of all those things, it also made her um, extremely mentally tough. Super strong. Yeah, she's mm -hmm. like, she is the definition of mm -hmm. a warrior. So I, I wasn't like worried about her going forward or anything like that. I knew... Um, and I knew from the get-go meeting her, like from the, on paper, it was kind of like, oh God, you like... <laughs> yeah, and then when you meet her, you're like, is this and the right then, client? Yeah, the right person? And yeah, and then like, yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, nah, shop, she's yeah. going to be fine. Like once yeah. she's made up I, her when mind I about this. I watched the program, that was the only way I got to get a, a little small insight into yeah, the snippets yeah. of it. But when I seen it, what I took was, was Emma was like almost bubbly, lovely personality, but yeah. it was like it was hiding. In her, it was like you had to kind of bring that out in her. It's like Baz was doing that through his sense of humor and his, his witty ways. He was quite funny yeah. with her and stuff. But yeah. it was like she she was afraid to be her true self because of this confidence lack or something. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And like as I said, this is that's often down to things that people have said or done to you in your past mm -hmm. that massively affects how you view yourself. Mm -hmm. And it affects everybody differently, obviously. It affects everybody you know, differently, yeah, but it does affect all of us. Mm -hmm. In some way, shape, in or form. In some way, shape or form. No one is immune to this. No. So, um, Emma is, is she's the, one of the most bubbliest people I know. Mm -hmm. I mean, like if anything, I had to, coming up to it, I had to bring her down. That was part of our exercises and, and make her more grounded. Um, because there is that degree of reality happening and because she's such a lovable person and she loved everybody, we did have to do a bit of work where I was kind of like, Emma, yeah, you you're going into someone and yeah. she she wants to hurt when you. When she hits you, you're hitting yeah. her back. So you want to hug her, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because that's what she, that's yeah. what everybody, oh sure, we're all great, you know, yeah. and, and I was like, that's fair enough, that's you, I was like, but this young one is, she's coming in and she, her aim, her objective is to win the fight. But it's crazy as well with MMA, like, although the both people competing against each other, they're not trying to actually really hurt each other, it's, it's like, it's like a way of nearly unleashing your stress and unleashing your kind of suffering, it's a way yeah. to kind of... I suppose, express yourself. You're not actually trying to knock the person out. Obviously, 
I mean, that well, Emma, yeah. Emma's goal wasn't to knock no, the girl out. No, not at all. The professionals want to yeah, knock the girl out. Yeah, absolutely. In yeah. her circumstance, in everybody the has, belt. and I've noticed that working with either women to warriors or maybe some of the pro, like people who do this professionally, everyone has a different goal going into that. Yeah, that's what I mean. And yeah. some people just making it to the cage is enough. Other people will visualize how it, they want it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will want to ground a pound in the first round. Um, other people just want to make it the three rounds. I or think the Emma five wanted rounds. that, did she though? Um, well, you yeah, know more than Emma, I would. Emma just wanted to go out. She kept saying this to everybody. She just wanted to go out and make everybody proud. And like, do so, her best. And do her best, yeah. So that was it. And, and her main thing was to show other people who have been through physical and sexual assault or have come through cancer or who are single mums or like that might be down on themselves or lacking their own empowerment or somewhere along their life or along the line they lost that or it was took Mm -hmm. from them so Emma wanted to show that look here's me if I can do it we can all do it yeah you just have with um, the right people around you with the right support um, and the right attitude, you mm-hmm. can achieve anything. Mm-hmm. So that was her goal, you know. Yeah. She was a great advocate for that. I suppose, like with MMA in general, though, it's like you could be in the worst humor after work. You could have a, a, a row at home. You could be, mm-hmm. you know, in terrible form, really stressed out, and you go into the gym, and you could do a, a, a class, and you're socializing with all the other people yeah. in the class. You were all on the same kind of wavelength and the same sure, mind frame, yeah. and then come out of the class and see how you're feeling then mm-hmm. you know like sometimes I find you could even go to a class you could be tired and you could be like not feeling like getting up off the couch or not feeling yeah. motivated come out of the class sometimes you have more energy than you're you had buzzing. going in yeah absolutely well, you're releasing all the endorphins and you're so happy and yeah absolutely yeah. like the, the like exercise induced um transient states like that are as you said like it's all the neurochemicals that all the good stuff all the good <laughs> stuff yeah you released. spoke you talked about that in your in your talk didn't you yeah yeah, yeah a little bit yeah. yeah so um in terms of yeah flow states just mm. to jump back a few steps but to and like to address mm. your it's very point. relevant yeah yeah um because it, like as you said anyone who trains will experience this even in a mini state um we have like five neurochemicals that show up when we're in a flow state. Three very significant things happen when this is the science, the nerdy bit behind it. Yeah, this it. is what I don't know. This yeah, is why, this is why yeah. I have you here, Lorna. <laughs> <laughs> so um, your neuroanatomy changes, your neurochemistry changes, and your neuroelectrical uh, waves change. Mm-hmm. So in terms of your neuroanatomy, when you're in a flow state, your prefrontal cortex begins to shut down. Um, it is responsible for being that inner critic. So your, your prefrontal cortex, one of its main functions is self-awareness, self-regulation, and to basically keep you safe. Um, so that's why when we enter into this flow state and that starts to slow down, also time is uh, calculated in the prefrontal cortex which is why sometimes when we're in a flow state, it feels like time is sped up or sometimes in slow motion. And some people, you might hear it, you'll often hear them say, I can see that shot landing before it's even there, you know, or like my accuracy is much quicker. My reaction times are quicker. So everything seems on point. Yeah. And you're just, the big thing is in terms of the neuroanatomy is that you're not second guessing yourself because that's, the role of the prefrontal cortex is to keep you in check and keep you safe. So when that's deactivated, 
you're able to just kind of go with it and that's where that flow. effortless feeling yeah that's where you flow be like water <laughs> um, yeah, bruce lee said yeah that, bruce lee yeah be yeah. like water <laughs> so and then in terms of your neurochemistry five mm -hmm. of them show up i'll see now can i remember them there's dopamine anandamine adrenaline and noradrenaline and one more that of course can't remember but basically um these five neurochemicals are all performance enhancing. They either speed up or slow down our reaction. They can be um, pain inhibitors. They, they're just, Is it's it like, like it's a cocktail. It's like almost the pain inhibitors if you're running on adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You don't it, feel it, a shot yeah. you've just been hit with. Yeah, it's a cocktail of all the good feels that you want, um, and in, especially in terms of performance. And when we talk about entering a flow state, obviously we're speaking here about some athletes that are training every single day, sometimes yes. twice a day. Yeah. But for somebody that's just training for personal use or their own personal reasons, yeah. we can all enter into a flow state because uh, we're, yeah, we're channeling absolutely. into our best version. Yeah, absolutely. So flow states only exist when... So there is a difference. I won't go too much into this because <laughs> this is getting totally nerdy with the psychology, but there is a difference between... Um, like optimal performance or like your peak performance sorry mm -hmm. and flow states so flow states peak performance obviously is when you reach a personal best or something like that and you can look back for years to go and go that was when i was at my best or i got my best time or whatever it's very measurable a flow state um i mean you can go into a flow state of like reading or mm -hmm. you know it, it depends on for the person what it's going to be but um it's mostly studied in athletes because it's just, it's easier to measure. So um, when we go into a flow state, it is sorry. Go back to that question. No, because this is the part we cut all this. Yeah, is the best thing. this is like, when we cut it out. So what? Uh, so anything say? I do, I can just cut it out. What I was yeah. saying was like just a normal day to day. Person. Oh yeah, Isn't sorry. Yeah, your normal training. Not a professional. Yes, yes, exactly. So um, I go three, two, one. So yes, of course, people like everyday people don't have to be a professional athlete to mm -hmm. experience this. What needs to be present in order for us to enter into a flow state is this balance of challenge and skill. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a challenge present in the task at hand or the activity at hand. And you also have to have a high enough degree of confidence in your own ability or skills to carry out that, to meet that challenge. Mm -hmm. So again, if you look at it, maybe like a graph, um, if you're very low, if the challenge is very high, but your perception of your skill is low, you're just going to be sitting in like anxiety and be like, oh God, this, this is, is huge, I can't do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On the other end of that scale, if the challenge is low, but your confidence and your abilities are very high, you're going to just be a little bit bored, like or be in apathy maybe with it. And it's, it's not, you're, you won't reach that state. Is so this your ego then? in a sense of almost I can visualize myself having more skill than I probably do or thinking I'm better than I am and in a good yeah. sense in a confidence booster yeah well you see because flow requires action ego kind of has very little like it you won't enter into it because as soon as you're actually doing it if you know you yeah, can't true, do it good point. that anxiety is going to kick <laughs> yeah 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 so, that's a reality check yeah that's a reality check it like that this is what I mean about flow states point, like you yeah. can't just get it filling out uh, CV online or an app you yeah. go I could do that job you have to actually be in action to get into a flow state or be doing something and mm. um, so yeah that that's 
if you can, as an everyday person in your training, Brilliant. if you want to bring flow states into your everyday stuff, and I highly recommend people try it, mm -hmm. um, try up in the ante a little bit. Okay, if you're a runner and you can typically run 5K in 25 minutes, try get it at 23. I, I kind of, that's why I love talking about it or at presentations, I just kind of feel like share the science <laughs> because the more people know about this and more the, the more awareness there is around it. Also, um, there is a kind of saying in, in flow literature, I suppose, um, altered states equal altered traits. So what they mean by that is altered states of mind or as I just said earlier that you're literally your brain chemistry and uh, anatomy is different in a flow state. Well, the areas that are used are different. So when you're in an altered state, you have altered traits. So you get to achieve things that you probably beforehand wouldn't have done. Um, this was a interesting finding that I had in my research in terms of MMA athletes when I said at the start, I was wondering how these really humble people were able to go out and switch. Yeah, and switch. And, and kind of what I concluded was that um, it was them in, entering into these altered states. That's what it is. Gave them altered traits. And what it, I kind of pulled, the data that I pulled from my research was this fighter identity that they were able to, and you kind of touched on. Kind of in terms of your platforms and how people can reach you, like I mean other gyms, we say for example there's a local gym or even a gym in a different county, Sure. your services are available. Yeah. This is why you, you studied in Cork, you're willing to go anywhere in the country to yeah. help anybody that needs it. Absolutely. How can uh, they find you? As I said, um, I love sharing the science. I think the more, particularly athletes or amateur professional people who want to make a career out of this, the more they understand the mental side of things, mm -hmm. uh, the more it's going to help them with mm -hmm. their performance. So, um, yeah, you can find me on any of the social media platforms. I'll link all them and I'll put them yeah, up Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Thank you, Russ. Um, I also am doing a bit of work with FitGuru, as you know, from the mm -hmm. talks. So we have a few retreats coming up. You'll find out all that information on fitguru.ie. One in particular, that uh, one event that I'm really looking forward to is going to be called Women in Wellness. Mm -hmm. Um, it's in October, be, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be in the Mouth Theatre. I hope to see you there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is a female-only speaker and panel. So, um, obviously, guys, you're... Mixed well. audience, but yeah, the goal Men are more than welcome retreat. to come along yeah. and support us women, but yeah. all, all the speakers will be um, female and we'll be talking about our role in the wellness industries. Mm -hmm. um, for that, I am going to be introduce, uh, interviewing a current female on the Wimped Warrior series um, and we will just be talking about how she felt competing in a combat sport has contributed to her wellness and what she saw within the group of women going forward. Um, so that'd be a great insight for people that... Yeah, you know, because, be, sorry actually, one thing I should have said earlier was this series now with Wimped Warrior, there's 12 women. Okay. Whereas before, every other before? series, there were maybe two, three. Two, yeah. I think it's actually, it's the highest amount of women that mm. have ever gone on to a series. And um, But do you think, not to talk about that too much again, but do you think Emma... Oh, 100%, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's... You know, um, motivation the, is coming from all angles. It's amazing. Absolutely, because what she did was like, that's... 
like I, I can do that that's what people sat at yes. home and they watched that and really? they said I, I can do that and I want it because I want to achieve all those mm. things which is great and um, so we'll we'll just be discussing that um, so that's a big big retreat and that's only a couple of months away so people yeah, in terms 20th of, of October um, it's 25 euros a ticket so I'm going to go to get a ticket I'm going to go on to fitguru.ie yes Sign up, get my ticket, get a couple of tickets. Yes, bring a couple please of people do. Along, yeah, bring some in. friends along. Anybody who's interested in the wellness industry or fitness yeah. or anything like that, you'll get a lot from mm -hmm. it. The lineup of speakers is amazing. I find these talks after being in Cork and, and obviously meeting yourself there and many other people, many great people, with what Kieran, Judd and Niall are doing, it's it's like yes people have these people on instagram and there's these social media influencers sure. and these these people wellness advocates and stuff like that but that you only really see small snippets and small little yeah. days of their stories and stuff like that when you go and you see these people actually at a talk or an event yeah and they're presenting oh, their work amazing. or showcasing their exactly, work and yeah. how what they do helps yeah. people you really get to see what the person is kind of not even just what they're about but what their motive is and what they want to achieve and how much passion they have for helping other people like it's a community yeah absolutely it is and you know you really you get that vibe on the retreats and stuff mm -hmm. like that it's just you, you can't put words on I it I see when you all stood up on the stage yeah. and you're all kind of giving testimonies like you were all just a group of friends literally yeah, it, like, it, Anthony just, was telling me he said it was great yeah, practice. we're, it was we're the best just a group ever. of 20 people that only spent two yeah. days together didn't know anybody kind of going up yeah. and yeah it's, it's really really special so um, in terms of then uh, with next level coaching yes that's your next level coaching is my company your so company. yeah i would facilitate and, and work alongside fit guru and um, but yeah the lads are great i feel really really privileged to be mm -hmm. part of that community and part of the team mm -hmm. so they're great and one other platform that you can get me on is a new one um it's called combat mind mm -hmm. And this is an online coaching program that myself and my business partner, Soph Watkins, who's based in Sydney. And um, Soph is a mentor on the Wimp to Warrior series. I think she's done it three or four times now at this point. And um, she's a legend. I absolutely love her herself. And the owner of Wimp to Warrior, Richie Cranny, um, put us in contact together. And um, we went off last year and we built an online, so basically, Richie Cranny, Soph did what I was, Soph does, sorry, what um, what I do over in, in Sydney. And I think we were the only, Dublin and Sydney were the only two Winter Warrior series, because obviously it's a grow, it's global, um, that where the participants had access to a mindset coach um, for that further support. So he kind of wanted to make sure that everybody who, every participant would have access to it if mm -hmm. they chose. So we went off and we developed Combat Mind mm -hmm. and it is specifically tailored 20 week um, mindset coaching program. So every week you will get a, a new topic that we will cover um, surrounding your mental training or how to build um, your confidence, overcome performance anxiety. Like a subscribing service. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So, has, um, so yeah, at the minute they can, you can either sign up for the whole thing or you can, yeah, do a, a a subscription to mm -hmm. it um, so it's really great we've only kind of got it off the ground we mm -hmm. did our pilot run over in um, Sydney with the their latest batch of women and you to go over there um, no, no I was going to say that because they're like Skype these guys are the other I was going to say yeah. these guys are the other side of the globe yeah yeah so I mean like self was there on the mats with them and obviously was a primary form of support mm -hmm. for them but, but they you're also, blessed that you can just hit a computer screen and, yeah and exactly and away. they get access to a video where we will cover topics like like mental toughness or self's background is in NLP 
and um, our visualization skills and flow states I do a bit and then uh, you'll have exercises to do that week basically a little bit of homework mm-hmm. um, and it's you're just building those those mental skills mm-hmm. alongside it so we're really really excited about it yeah but although you're saying it's only it's on the rise now but I yeah. mean it's something that it's it's going to be out there for anybody yeah and everybody. absolutely and it's a kind of yeah. a thing I, I suppose in a personal way like you can just sign up for it and, and it's something you can just do in your own time it's almost like take an hour out of your day and just tune in yeah. it's not something that everybody needs to know no. it's something you can just try take just something from absolutely. yourself absolutely and like to be honest with you Ross there is an affordability thing there as well because good, good. like it is expensive to see like if you were engaging with a sports psychologist mm-hmm. on a weekly basis or a counsellor or yeah, yeah you know and and that's something that we were kind of meant a lot to us that we didn't want anybody excluded due to financial issues that they couldn't go out and uh, further build their their mental skills some people's mental stress could be down to financial issues one hundred percent it's then, one of the biggest contributors to and it and then yeah. your service is there and they're yeah. like this is all i need right yeah, now but i can't yeah. afford it so yeah. it's really good you're thinking of it in that sense because i suppose in any way like you're you're given a platform but you're also saying like everyone has a budget there's yeah. somebody that mightn't even think twice about subscribing Absolutely. they'll subscribe for 10 years yeah then there's another yeah. person that is going to yeah. scrape to get the one month absolutely but you're known that we need to reach all audiences and all angles yes. and you know you're doing that there yeah, that's amazing exactly. and i suppose i will put um lorna's um instagram above um i'll also put the next level coaching um instagram above the website will be linked below i'll have a screenshot of that above also i think fit guru and the fit talk page deserve a shout out yeah here go too. on the lads and they're, fit they're guru. Not on, yeah they haven't been on the podcast yet but <laughs> and they're definitely going to be on it i don't know i might get them on together or i might get them on both individually but i think yeah. regardless uh, they're, two guys they're are the amazing. dynamic duo the two yeah. of them the drive those two lads have yeah, the energy just, they have yeah is like, like that, that i just love brilliant. even piggybacking off that yeah. like because when you're around them it's just as contagious yeah. so yeah it's, it's no it's it's, it's an amazing yeah. thing they're doing um but i definitely have to give them a shout out above for anybody that wants to tune into them but yes you know the most important thing here was lorna's story and, and yeah. lorna i can't thank you enough thank, thank you so, so much, much for having me thank you